This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think they're playing for themselves. Um, I also think that actually having players playing in their proper position, it's like, as, as, I, said, as I said a couple of weeks ago, Fleming needs to play behind the striker. And for the last three games, he's been playing. Yeah, it was nice to have a win. I thought my pessimistic one-all draw prediction was going to be bang on the money. But um, yeah, good result. Nice to break that seven-month hoodoo. The two goals conceding away from home hoodoo as well. We had a wrap round on net. So, uh, for and the fans, or are they playing for the manager as well? I think they're playing for themselves. Um, I also think that actually having players playing in their proper position, it's like as as I said as I said a couple of weeks ago, Fleming needs to play behind the striker. And for the last three games, he's been playing. Yeah, it was nice to have a win. I thought my pessimistic one-all draw prediction was going to be bang on the money, but um, yeah, good result. Nice to break that seven-month hoodoo. Good evening. Welcome to a- another edition of that live interactive Millwall fan show. Uh, I'm Mickey Simpson and for the next hour or so we're going to be hopefully um, creating some interactive topic or topics um, with you guys watching and um, listening. If you're watching us on Twitter then um, I don't think you can come through to the main chat group um, where we are in the studio, but you can get hold of us on Twitter, either DM us or um, just mention us and uh, and it will pop up on my screen. Uh, I'm joined as normal by a select few for the panel. Uh, good evening and welcome to Ben. Evening chaps, looking forward to this one. Yes mate, it should be a, a good one. And joined by Stephen. Uh, Mickey, you're right. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, not too bad at all. Um, And obviously, we're joined by the football guru, the lioness guru, and the all-round nice bloke, Kai. Evening, mate. I'm not not quite sure. I'm very happy with that introduction. Um, I promise you, I'm not paying him anything to say that either. So thank you very much, mate. No, all good, all good. Okay, so I reckon realistically, for the first five minutes or so, um, Kai, do you want to just um, tell us about yesterday's game, mate? I mean, I watched it, but obviously you were you were there, so um, 
and obviously you saw the youngsters. So, uh, yeah, you might as well um, give us some feedback on that one, mate. No, it was a, it was a good run out for them. I thought, um, actually, I thought Bromby were actually better than I thought they would be. Um, it's difficult to gauge how good these sides are going to be, um, you know, especially at Danish, Danish League. They currently sit 10th. Um, they've, they well, they just before yesterday, they had lost their, they got rid of their manager. So they had a new manager slash interim in charge, um, which might fire them up a little bit to, to prove a uh, position for places. They didn't actually make too many changes at all. They sort of made a couple of changes uh, in the second half at a time, maybe two or three times, but they didn't make any half-time changes. They didn't really switch the team up. So they really did use it as a proper... Get, let's get some minutes under, under the players' belts that need it. So, but for, from our point of view, I thought Romain Essay was really good. Um, I was really impressed with him in the first half. Looked a real bright spark. Then he scored as well. Got a uh, ball went in and came off the post. Obviously, we did take the lead. Murray Wallace um, with the ball in. It's like came off a, a of Tom Bradshaw's head. So he'll be will be claiming that. Um, which as as you'd expect from a striker, wouldn't you? They want to claim that sort of goal. Um, that's not that it will count for anything, but um, you know it's, it's good for confidence. And then after that, we had a couple of decent chances and Voggy came on. I thought Voggy made a real bit, big bit of difference. Um, Abdul Malik, I thought, was quite bright. Abdul Malakai came on and Isaac Alafe. I thought they, they all three of the youngsters, the academy products that came on in the second half, alongside with SA in the first half, were, were real bright sparks for us. And they looked really um, exciting. But it's one of them ones again, isn't it, that... Um, team like Bromby they didn't really have anything it was just a friendly it was a you know very much a, not much of a competitiveness nature to it um, and they they had a couple of chances and, and in the end got their goal probably deserved a really good finish um, I'm not going to try to attempt the guy's name um, but it was a it was a really good finish from him and uh, yeah it ended, ended one all but overall really good run out for both sides and a, it was a good 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 match and a good competitive match against uh, well good match against Bromby who, who put up a good a good display for us as well which only helped in the long run Excellent. No, it was um yeah, it was all it was okay game to a degree. Um I think it was just a typical friendly, really, to be fair. But you know, it was good to see the youngsters get a chance. And also good to see the um what Gary said about the players. I mean, you know, there's various bits and pieces. There's a few um there's a few pieces on our website as well, which is um that millpodcast.co.uk. Um which you're more than happy to check out. There's some other bits and pieces on there. Have a look if you, you know, planning to go to away games and stuff. There's uh, parking information, that sort of stuff on there. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Um, right then, gents. Um, it's interactive. We we got a lot of feedback before when we done some shows when we were picking the um, all-time 11s from different eras and everything else. That one topic what kept coming up. And I think what we do probably it will turn into being most of this show to a degree is how do we um how do we categorize it so what i want to try and do going forward over the next couple of weeks um is look at what is a millwall legend who's a millwall legend but before we can get to who's a legend and 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 rate the managers as such what we need to do is look at what's the criteria for them to be classed as a legend? Um, you know, is it based on how many goals they've scored? Is it based on how many appearances they've got? Is it if I do something, uh, uh, um, you know, a playoff final or an FA Cup semis or how are we going to work out? And what in your eyes is a makes a legend because honestly I think there's probably 
a handful of Millwall legends, but I think there's an awful lot, what I would say, aren't necessarily a legend, but they definitely fit into the Hall of Fame um, section. So if we if we if we looked at you had two tables, you had a legends, what sat just above, and then you had a, a like a Hall of Fame list. Then to me, for instance, Jed Wallace would probably fit quite happily in the Hall of Fame, but he's definitely not a legend. Does that make sense to you boys? Yep. Yeah. So I'll start with you then, Ben. Um what would you what sort of criteria do you think we'd have to put to how you'd have what 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 in your eyes constitutes um being a legend? I think you as you said, Demi, you're gonna have your kind of your norm that probably most clubs would have, right? So your top appearances, your top goal scorer. Um <clears throat> I actually sat there earlier and wrote out my list of kind of legends that I would have that may be a bit controversial. So I think people would then have maybe a personal list of legends, then you'd still have like your maybe your statue worthy legends that no one would argue with type people at the club. Um, and that probably fits in with what you were just saying there with maybe your, your legends and your, and your hall of famers. But for me, and it's again, it's more, more of a personal one, I think, but it's people that I remember some people that were playing for Millwood's I was brought up with and saw them on the pitch a lot. Um, and again, there might be a few in there that people go, well, maybe not a legend, but definitely Hall of Famer. Um, but yeah, that's how I categorise it. They're people that I remember, not necessarily everyone would, I think. No, I think that's probably true to a degree. Is in, um, yeah, I think I, I think what we get to is when we, we really go into the legend side of it, I think we'll all probably have um, a couple of legends who you'd probably think would be legends, um, and others would probably go no chance. So I do, I do agree with that, Stephen. What do you, what's your what's your thoughts on the same question? I think um, to add to what Ben said, I think it's players that have had a significant impact on um, the side, the Millwall sides that they were in, because I think it's different in different eras. You could be considered a legend for different things. Um, you know. Back when um, you sort of said maybe seventies and eighties, you know, you had maybe more hard hitting midfielders, hard hitting defenders that maybe older middle supporters would 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 say they had more of an impact because they could they would you know get the crowd on side you know with a big tackle. But other players, it might be things that they've done off the pitch. It might be things that they've done, um, you know, as you say in a playoff final, it might be a one off game. Um, but it, it, it's a big, significant thing. I think as it, another thing that comes into it with, with legend status is that the, those words and uh, are, are overused in football. Um, I think um, it's right that people have their favourite players and people that they always say is their all-time best Millwall players or best 11s. But I think there are clearly players that play for football clubs, not just ours, but obviously we're focusing on ours that have had such a big impact on the fan base on the players around them and just significant historical moments for a football club that I just you, you couldn't ignore them I think there's certain players that we'll come on to that just tick all those boxes yeah no I think you're probably right there I mean Kai we've got yeah. we've got a comment in from Chris Brown which I'll um I'll put up in a sec but yeah what do you, what's your your views on what makes a Millwall legend? 
think it, I think I'll probably echo the other two what the other two lads said. Um, but I think mine might be slightly different because you know they haven't seen you know I know of um, the legends you know before my time. Um, but obviously, I think from a younger generation point of view, it might be slightly might might differ slightly just because of what what people of my age group have sort of seen and maybe not have seen other players. You know, you can't question some of your legends, your, your likes of you know um, your Barry Kitchenish, Tony Cascarinos, all them sort of players that would fit into that category. Um, but there's some ones that you know have, who were just before my time that I didn't get to see, but have heard they were very good. Heard they would 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 get into the legend category. But my ones might differ just because of players that I've seen in more recent years. Um, so, but I, overall, I think it's someone that's, that's had a, a big impact in the on the team for a long period of time. Uh, that was reliable, yeah. uh, trustworthy, and, and the Millwall fans really like. So that, that that's what that's what my I judge as a legend. So Chris's comment's quite cool because it's sort of hit what we were saying, but it's also traits what are mostly missing nowadays, which is true enough. You don't really have a lot of players nowadays where they have that. <sighs> That, that spirit of it's all about the team. Do you know what I mean? As in they will go through people, they will do whatever needs to be done, et cetera, et cetera, or one club people who we've had. So loyalty, commitment, hard work and consistent performance um, traits that are mostly missing nowadays. I sort of agree with him on there. Um, and I also agree with what probably you all say to a degree is, and I think it is very generational. Um, I think, Kai, you will probably have certain others what will be... Greater legends um, than probably Ben and probably Stephen and probably me. Uh, there'll probably be, you know, a few from the 80s for me, as in you probably wouldn't go anywhere near the 80s apart from the traditional sort of um, Barry Kitchener, Keith Stevens, Harry Cripps, maybe um, that sort of people you might do, but most of yours will probably be from 90s onwards. Wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, agree. Sorry, mate, Carol. I was just, I was just going to say, I think that's where it, 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 personal opinions come into it quite a lot. I think you do have to take it with a pinch of salt sometimes. What maybe younger or, or older, you know, supporters have to say because you know when you've watched games for a long, long period of time, you might be able to have fans that have seen in the seventies, eighties, nineties, but you can only sometimes comment on those that you saw week in, week out. Yeah. I mean, if you were to look at, for instance, the top 10 appearances that you've got, obviously, if you were going on appear, if you were going on appearances only for um, a legend status as such, then, I mean, you in, in there, you would have Barry Kitchener, Keith, Steer- Keith Stevens, Harry Cripps, Neil Harris, Alan McCleary, Alan Dunn, Paul Robinson, Jim Forsythe, uh, Jimmy Abdu, and Richard Hill in uh, Richard Hill in, and Len Graham in the top ten, and probably after those you wouldn't even know, and after those probably wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily class as a legend. To be fair, I'll be honest with you. I don't actually think the number of appearances um, that a player necessarily makes makes you a legend. Um, okay, on on. On that, sorry, just feed into that. On that, so do you think, say, for instance, that we had a player who played one season for us, could he be a legend, or is that too small a time? Um, I think, if, for argument's sake, say we had uh, one season in the championship, 
and uh, we signed somebody that scored 35 goals, broke all the records for the club, broke league records. Do you know what I mean? You would argue that they are a bit of a legend because they've come in and broke records. Uh, the chances of someone signing for a season and doing that and then becoming a legend is slim, but it depends, as I say. Fleming? Well, if, <laughs> if, if Zian Fleming scores the goal that takes Millwall to the Premier League for the first time, I would, I would put it out there that there would be a lot of supporters that would put him into that bracket because it's such a big historical moment. I'm not, not saying I necessarily agree with that, but there would be people that would say he's got us into the Premier League. I know we were in the old first division, but he scored the goal to take us to the Premier League. That could be something that people would consider a legend. Yeah, no, I mean, well, I, I agree with you partly on 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 that. For instance, like some people class Teddy Sheringham as a legend. I don't know if he's a legend, to be fair, because he obviously went to the Vermin, but um, he's he's in the top thirty-three for appearances for us. Um, but in some people's eyes, he'd definitely be up there because of his goal-scoring record. Again, it depends what people are looking for. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I, I, and I, I know from other supporters I've spoken to and my dad that they would, regardless of where Teddy ended up in his career, that he would be on people's top five of all time. Um, I wasn't, unfortunately, I wasn't old enough to, to to remember how good Teddy was, but and also the fact that he went on to achieve the things that he did. It, it's not. You know, he, he is a you know an iconic footballer, but again, it's when people leave clubs or or do controversial things that doesn't really tarnish what they did in a Mill shirt. But it shouldn't tarnish what they did in a Mill shirt. But because he went to West Ham, people tend to think it does, and I, I don't quite agree with that. Right? Okay. No, that's 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 fine. There, no dramas at all on that one. But if we look at so. Appearances to a degree, but not massively important. I would probably suggest probably longer than two or three seasons, really. But saying that, I mean, how long was Jed here? Jed was here, what, five seasons, four seasons? He's here six and a half in total. Six and a half, there we go. Six and a half, fucking hell, the time went fast, didn't it? Six and a half seasons, but I wouldn't class Jed as a legend. No. I think we spoke about this on one of the shows, didn't we? Whether we would or not. And I think the way that he left probably it didn't leave a sour taste because we all knew it was coming, right? But I think if he had stayed this year and we maybe had seen him play with Fleming this season and, for example, got us into either the playoffs or just general promotion, then I think 100% he would have been in or knocking on the door to be very close to being classed as a legend. I think now he's going to struggle to even maybe even be Hall of Fame category. Really? Oh, well, maybe, maybe, but yeah, maybe. I I think so. And I think this goes back to Chris's point, the very first comment of of loyalty. I just don't think you you get that now. And I just think because football's different, right? Because he probably has gone to West Brom because it's probably going to be his last big-ish contract that he's going to get. And the wages we wouldn't be able to pay, whereas in years gone past, it probably didn't matter as much. And you'll probably see a lot more people and players be one club. Um players and stay for for a lot longer so yeah I, I just think yeah I, I, I probably wouldn't put him in there now but that's just my opinion right okay now that's fine um, look at the top 10 scoring record um, 
Neil Harris, obviously top with, uh, I think it's 138 goals in it by the looks of it. Um, and then Teddy Sheridan, Steve Morrison, Derek Posse, um, Jack Cock, Jimmy Constantine, Christ, I mean, Jack Cock scored 126 goals in the 27-28 season till 30-31 season, and he ain't been beaten. Jimmy Constantine was 48-49 to 51-52. Jimmy Shepard, again, was around the 50s. Lee Gregory is when it jumps forward. David Jones jumps backward. Jack Landell jumps backwards. And then Alex Ray. So out of that, there's probably only five players we've probably seen. And out of that five players, I would probably say two, maybe three of the players that we actually, in fairly modern era as such, within you know the last 30 years, 40 years, say. I would say Neil Harris is definitely up there. He would be a, a legend. Teddy Sheridan, obviously, we'll leave around because of what you said there, Steve. Steve Morrison, I don't know. See, he's um, one I had in mind, Mickey, and I think he's he's just a marmite, I think, with us Millwall fans, isn't he? I genuinely think you either hate him or you like him. And I'm I love I love Morrow. He's given me some of my most memorable Millwall moments, I think. Millwall so, Nutter says the same. I mean, this is obviously Going forward, this would be a task um, for poor old um, Kai and Alex to um, put something together on the website so we can actually get a vote done. Um, we make a, a a Google form up and let people vote for, you know, five people. I think probably we look at trying to get people to vote for five who they'd put into the into the legend status and then maybe five into the Hall of Fame and see where we go on next. Because I, I don't think either... I don't think probably there's more than... If you can get them, maybe 10 players who are legends in probably the lifetime. I don't think there's going to be, you know, hundreds of them in any way. Maybe 15, maybe, if you look at different eras as such. But I think probably 10... Um, and then we go from there. Mill Nutter says Neil Harris Defo, and he's also just come back and said Cascarino. I mean, I mean Cascarino. Recent comments about us and stuff, where you know he's not necessarily defended us when he could have done, but you can't take away. Probably him and Terry Sheridan were probably the best striking partnership. This club's probably ever had definitely within um, the last 40 years so you know would they definitely be legends or would one or the other be a legend Um, I don't know I mean Lee Gregory would you put Lee Gregory as a legend or Hall of Fame or none I, I think I think Gregory and Morrison were the closest two that we'd had in terms of a partnership and a partnership that for the league that they were in were right up there with the very best. Teddy and Cass were obviously 
at the time the, the best partnership that we'd had and they got us to where they did um i agree with ben on morrison and i know there's a lot of this it's very 50 50 on, on steve morrison but for me I, I think he is a legend i think some of the things he's done in my lifetime and some of the goals he scored and, and the impact that he's had um and i know that other people won't agree with that but i think gregory Gregory was scored the goals he did because I think Morrison allowed him to speak. Morrison took, did a lot of the donkey work, just like Harris did for him when he in his first spell with us. And I think I, I, I did like Gregory, and I thought he was a really good player for us. But I don't think he would have been the same without Steve Morrison in the team. Yeah, Mill notice is the same. Morrison and Gregory were a partnership, which is true. They were um, same as. Um, same as obviously Teddy Sheridan and um, and Cascarino. Go on, Kai. Um, I was going to mention that I think that I think with Millwall as a club, I think we probably have more. I, I'd argue we'd have more legends than other clubs. I think the reason I say that is you look at I, I look at Forest for example. Um, have I think up, um, up until last January they had eighty four. They signed eighty four players in about four transfer, five transfer windows, something stupid like that, or for three four years. Whereas Millwall. You tend to see the same sort of bunch of players throughout and it will just be added to. Therefore, you've got more players there, more players of a chance to then be able to play long-term for us and be able to get that sort of status. Whereas some mm. clubs like Forest, they, they move on too quickly. They almost have such a big squad reshuffle that these players aren't given a chance to be able to um, properly identify themselves as a legend because they're, they're just simply not, they're not there long, long enough. Um, whereas that's why I'd argue that we probably have more because of that, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I think what you're saying there makes perfect sense. I think the problem you've got is that I agree with that. There, there are an awful lot of people, um, what, what potentially stay with us a bit longer. We don't seem to um, chop and change, do we? Because I mean, you've got people like, for instance, Jimmy Carter. Um, You've got Stephen Claridge. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, who else have you you you've got plenty there? So I'm just trying to check up. I mean, I mean, who who? If I was to put you on the spot now, Ben, you've obviously got a list, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. So, how many's in your list? So. I split it out into, as I said earlier, you kind of proper club legends, and I put your ones in there. So your Kitcheners, your Rhinos, right. your Crips. So I, I, obviously, there I didn't get to see them. I didn't see yeah. them from family, etc. Give me your top three. Take take those ones out. The players you've seen, your yeah. top three who you would potentially say are legends. My top three, I had Neil Harris, Tim Cahill, and I had a con- maybe not a controversial one, but maybe one that would be overlooked a bit, Paul Robinson. Paul Robinson, definitely. Neil Harris, definitely. I think, and this will be a bit controversial, is Tim Cahill a legend? Again, I think for me, just I think for a lot of people outside of the Mill family, he probably put us on the map a bit. Everyone knows that goal in the FA Cup semi final. Obviously, then what he went on to do for Everton, and it always comes, he always talks about what he did for us. 
that's a really good point. I was going to potentially have Casey Keller in there. If this was a kid, I was obsessed with him. I wouldn't put him in a legends category. Um, but yeah, I, I for me, and when he come back, it was like Christmas come early for me. Um, so yeah, I, that, they, they were my top three. So yeah, I'd, I'd have Timmy in there. You see, Chris, Chris has come back and said, obviously, you know, you watch Cass and Sheridan play on a regular basis, then it's not even an argument who was better. So, Chris, on, on that, if you had to pick one of those who would gain legend status, which one would you put or would you just put both of them in there? And um, and Danny agrees with me. Kale was great, but realistically, was he a legend? Because, he, yeah, OK, he scored that goal, but was he a legend? Because everything what you said earlier on commitment, all of that lot, you know, he pretty much... We... We sold him cheap because he wanted to leave to Everton. He come back and didn't really do a lot. Um, and every time he speaks, he speaks more about Everton than he does us. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you there, Dan. I don't think there's no question. Neil Harris, definitely in the legend category, 100%. Um, can I add a Chris, is, one, Chris is that are you saying that Morris and Gregory were better than um, Cass and Sharon or were you just saying that they're, they're not legends they're just being the Hall of Fame go on Chris I mean go on um, Ben I was just saying my fourth one then would be Jimmy Abdu <laughs> you see Jimmy you see I would Maybe I would probably you see, that's why I'd probably say that he was he's potentially a Mill legend because of that sort of more or maybe you need maybe you need free bands, don't you? You need cult hero and a and a legend and Hall of Fame. But I'd definitely put Jimmy there or thereabouts because when you needed Jimmy, Jimmy performed. Leeds, Wigan. Do you know what I mean? When when you needed Jimmy, he was Exactly what he said on the uh, on. Exactly what what you know, like Ronsil. Exactly what he says on the tin. Um, was it was it Chris that mentioned those three traits earlier? And I think that was that was yeah. Jimmy, right? Loyalty, yeah, exactly. hard work, commitment. He wasn't the best technical player. And he would never probably say that he was ever going to be in any team, but he gave one hundred twenty five percent every week. Would run for a brick wall for you, and we all loved him for that. Hundred percent, absolutely, hundred percent. Um, so I, I would probably, I mean, fight out to those listening. Would you put Jimmy or watching? Would you put Jimmy as a legend or Hall of Fame? You see, now this is a tricky one because I would, I, I agree with Danny. I would put Robbo very much at least one foot in the legend room. But I, I, put, I put them in my list because, again, of, of what Stephen said. And it's, for me, he was always in the sides that I'm a most memorable, all my, all my most memorable games and sides, he was a fixture in. And obviously then did good things in those sides, obviously the Swindon goal. But for me, oh yeah, as I said, all, the times that I remember Mill most as a kid and growing up and the most enjoyable times I've had, he was part of that team. And he was a mainstay. He was a captain for a long time. Obviously, we signed him as a, a young lad from, was it what, from Watford. So, yeah. yeah, 
I think, for me, I, I think he's in the legend category. I mean, Stephen, you're sitting there, obviously, seems to be being Ben doing a lot of talking, coming when you want to come in, gents. But um, what if you had to pick three of your era, what you watch, what you've watched, not who your dad says or anyone else, what you say, who would you put in there? Um, I'm going to sound really boring and like I'm copying Ben, but the, sorry. when he said his... Sorry, go on. No, no, go on. No, I was just going to say, when yeah, he... good call there for Mark, but I don't know if he's a legend, but yeah. When when Ben was saying his list, um, I for me in my in my lifetime, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think there will ever be Millwall players in my eyes as as legendary and as and, and heroes such as as Neil Harris and, and Tim Cale. They are the two for me. I I was a kid growing up watching them play, and like Ben, when when Tim Cale come come back home. It was like a kid at Christmas, and uh, the two of them for me. I, everyone's entitled to their opinions, and I respect and listen to what what's been said. But those two for me, in my era, they they won't be touched. They will not be touched for me. Um, and in third place, and I'm really really pleased that Ben mentioned this name. Um, is is Jimmy Abdu? Jimmy Abdu was, and it, it sounds incredible because Jimmy Abdu couldn't really pass, he couldn't shoot, he couldn't head the ball, but Jimmy Abdu was absolutely wholeheartedly committed. He he bought into the club coming from where he come from, the, you know, the Comoros Islands and Plymouth, and you know, he he come into to Millwall, you know, probably thinking that sometimes what the bloody hell have I signed here for? But he bought into it. I've, I've I've heard and I've had it sort of reliably confirmed that he still has Millwall in his heart. He still he takes an interest in in the team and and his kids are Millwall supporters. And I just think he bought into the Millwall way and gave us everything every single week. And he's not the most gifted player in the world, but I love Jimmy. And and sometimes I think everybody, every Mill, every squad needs a Jimmy Abdu personally. I, I, I agree. Let's just go to some of the comments because we are interactive and, and we're ignoring people to a degree. Right, Mark says, Terry Herlock. I agree in part. Is he a legend? I think he's another one like potentially Paul Robinson sort of close to being legend, definitely in the Hall of Fame because he's, he's a, you know, folklore, he's a, you know, people um, questioned it, you know, that, that, that sort of player. Um, definitely agree with Danny. Danny seems to be um, agreeing with us on, on quite a few of these legends. Rhino has to be a legend, I think, personally. Um, Do you think I would, I would. Well, I don't know. I mean, Harris, definitely. Rhino, I would put probably closer to legend than maybe Robbo. But, I mean, just just quickly while we're on, on these sort of comments, um, Chris has said on top, so Kitchener, Harris and Cripps, I agree with those. I think they're all... Legend um, status, to be fair, out of those three, purely because of um, what they've done. Kitchener was obviously a one-man club. Um, Cripps played a hell of a lot of games for us as well, and at the time he was a formidable player. If you speak to other people around that era, he was, you know, a nice bloke, a formidable player, Millwall through and through. And and Harris, well, we know with Harris, so I mean, yeah, it's um, it's think, it's though? there. Do you not think though that we've played and I'm not comparing Terry Herlock and, and Paul Robinson, but do you not think that the two of them are players that the supporters 
got on board with because if you if I, if if I was given an opportunity to play in a Millwall shirt, I would give it my all. I would put my body on the line. I would do what it takes. Much like Robbo, much like a Herlock, much like those kind of players. And I think that Millwall supporters look at them and go, they're playing how I would play. And I think that's why that they're influenced with them kind of players because they, you know, Millwall, Millwall want people that will put their body and soul on the line. A bit like Tony Craig. Tony Craig is exactly the same as that. Mickey, I think you're on mute. Oh, no, I know, I know. Don't panic. Um, in, I was just looking through some other names. So, you know, Teddy Sheridan was voted player of the year. Uh, Terry Herlock was play, voted player of the year. Uh, Casey Keller was voted player of the year. Keith Stevens was voted player of the year. Um, ben Thatcher was voted player of the year. Uh, Paul Shaw, Stuart Nevercott. Matt Lawrence, Steve, uh, Steve Claridge, Tony Warner. Uh, Darren Ward was voted two years on the trot. Oh, Livermore. Livermore Hall of Fame or legend? Hall of Fame for me. Andy Frampton? Hall of Fame. Yeah, Hall of Fame. So, but you know Richard Sorry, Mick, that list that you've just read out there, mm. do you notice, though, that a lot of them were defenders that were willing to put themselves on the line, line. And, to, and to make tackles and not be frightened to make a tackle? Just much like the, in today's current team, like a Billy Mitchell, like a Sean Hutchinson, those players that supporters really like because they're not afraid to put their body on the line. Does that make them a legend or does that make them that they bought into the club? No, it's a good point. I think you, you've got a good point. I mean, you go to two ten onwards. You had um, Alan Dunn. Is it Tamiki? Tamika. Tamika. Yeah, yeah. Um, 2011, 2012 was Jimmy Abdu. 2013 was Danny Shitu. 2014 was David Ford. 2015 was Jimmy Abdu. Then Jordan Archer, Steve Morrison, 2017. 2018, Sean Hutchinson. 2019, Gregory. 2020, Bart. Where would you put Bart? Well, for me personally, my, my, my top three, and Bart doesn't actually get in there, but I, I've got David Ford on my list um, in a top three. I think he's a, a top, top keeper. And, but where, where, that would, where he'd rank with Bart, it, I, I personally, I'm, I'm being truly honest with you, I was having this conversation the other day with Bart, with, well, about Bart. Um, I'm not quite sure how he's not in the... How, how, well, I'm not quite sure what he's thinking right now. Because if you're Bart right now, obviously, as we mentioned before, two, he's, he's what he won back-to-back, didn't he, Player of the Year awards. And he, he's done really well. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying George Long hasn't done well, because I thought George Long's been brilliant since he's come in. But if you're Bart, you must be thinking, how do I get back into this side? Because he didn't actually do anything wrong in the first place, did he? And George Long hasn't done anything wrong. Um, but it's just no. interesting to see who, how, where people put Bart, considering now he's obviously out of the team. But where would you put Bart? You know when he was when he's playing and he's making saves for us. The thing I would answer with that though, Kai, is I think that if you look at what happened to David Ford, David Ford for me in in my lifetime is probably the second best goalkeeper that I've seen in a Millwall shirt. 
and he was he was. If you awesome. say Jordan Archer, I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> I was just God, about no. to say it no, as no, a no, joke. No, no. I was about to say it with Jordan Archer's number one. No, no, no. But <laughs> the thing is, Jordan Archer. In the end, the supporters were absolutely crying out for Archer to get an opportunity over Ford because Ford was getting older and. <laughs> And, and making a few more mistakes. I'm not saying that Barter's made the mistakes, but sometimes with goalkeepers, once they hit that point where they do get replaced, it's very, very difficult for them to get back in. And mm. to ease your fears, Mickey, it's not Jordan Archer who is the best goalkeeper I've seen in my lifetime. The the best goalkeeper I've seen Casey in my Keller. lifetime. No. David Martin? Tony Denzel. Warner. Denzel. Tony Warner. Denzel. Yeah. Tony and I, I, who said? Sorry, who said Dave Martin? <laughs> That's kind. <laughs> uh, that that Brighton game, never forget. Oh me. my god! No, but no, Tony Warner for me. Tony Warner was you just he was so good. He was such a presence. You just thought, well, they're not every win. They're not going to score past him. He just looked like an absolute beast in goal. Um, but but David Ford a close second. Um, he would even I mean, someone in that sort of kind of cult hero thing, Mickey. We talk about with Denzel. Well. Yeah, I mean, there's an in- be in a legendary category because of that. Yeah, potentially. Um, I'll come to your comments in two seconds. But interesting thing as well that um, two Millwall players what have been inducted into the English Football Hall of Fame is Teddy Sheringham and Ray Wilkins, God rest his soul, um, and a PFA fans player of the year whilst playing for Millwall was Jay Simpson. And then you've got um, PFA who've got into the PFA team of the year while playing for Millwall. Tim Cale has won it twice, 2001-2004. Matt Lawrence, Christ. Matt Lawrence, 2001. Neil Harris, 2001. Alex Ray, 96-95. Ben Thatcher, 95. Colin Cooper, 93. Dave Kuzak, 85. John Jackson, 80, Roy Evans, 76, and Brian King, 74, 75. So, you know, there's lots of different bits and pieces to be able to look at. But, yeah, I mean, if we go to um, the comments there, I would probably say yes, maybe, but I think the managers would need a – a separate one because I think again it's going to be generational um, with managers definitely I mean John Doherty for what he did take this up but then obviously you've got George Graham you've got obviously Kenny Jacket, Neil Harris um, who else you got old um, Steve Lomas for Kai with his in little Holloway. poster we made up so uh, yeah in Holloway hides in the dugout so, uh, yeah, Peckham Poet, depending. If we are talking all-time legends, it's got to be Barry Kitchener, no-brainer. Then I'd say Kitchener, Harris, Herlock and Rhino in that order. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, it's probably generational on that one. So, yeah, I can sort of guess probably what sort of age you are there. Danny says... Casey Keller is the best keeper he's seen at Millwall. Peckham Poet comes back with Bart has a couple of good saves. Bart made a couple of good saves yesterday. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he made a couple mm-hmm. of good saves. Bart, Bart's a funny one for me because 
I would say when comparing to people like Fordy, Fordy played in more important games, i.e. playoff finals, etc. So Bart might not get the recognition he deserves because he hasn't. I know he's got Player of the Year two years on the spin, but he's not. I don't want to say he hasn't done anything. That's the wrong probably phrase to use. But Fordy was a mainstay in promotion winning sides, right? And sides that were taking part in a bit in League One, but at the top of the league. And yeah, he played big games for us. Mm, yeah, no, Gary Rowett would probably be up there for managers as well. Um, that comment there, though, on Gary Rowett. Should mm. Mill should Gary Rowett take us to the Premier League? That instantly puts him up there with I, I know he might offend a few people. That puts him up there with John Doherty taking us to the top division. And I know people will say Doherty did it first, but whoever the manager is and whoever scores the goal, or if it's George Long that saves a penalty at Wembley or something, whoever it is that's around at that time, to me, it's just going to shoot straight to the top of the list. Probably right, yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Get some hate mail as well, Stephen. Just saying Gary Rowett. Listen, yeah. if, if Gary Rowett... I think Gary Rowett's got the best... He's got the best win rate show, hasn't he? I think he's got... I mean... If he takes us to the Premier He's not far from it. I mean, he's got a 39, 39% win um, and Neil Harris had a 41, but Neil Harris had a lot more games. And in League he, One as well. Yeah. If he takes us to the Premier League, I don't care what anyone says, he'd be one of the best managers we've ever had. No, I, I, do, I, I do agree. Yeah. No, Doherty... Yeah, no, I'll tell you, though, I'll tell you, it's very close... Um, Doherty was in charge for where are we? Um, so games, John Doherty was in charge for 182 games, and his win ratio was 38.46. And Gary Rowett has been in for 156 games, and his win ratio is 39.10. So is that that's what did twenty five games difference is that? Yeah, near well, enough. Yeah. So so come the end of the season, come the end of the season, we've played an extra. Well, we've played we're halfway through the season. We might have a FA Cup game, whatever. They could be on a very very similar games played or games managed, very very similar yeah. win record, and who knows what what could end up. But he, do you know what I, I mean? It, yeah. Oh no, I totally agree. And going back to obviously American Rover where he said Gary Rowett or and where he said Gary Rowett and um I think it was I can't think who it was now who said um Doherty, uh Chris Brown. Um George Graham 
had 201 games and his win ratio is 46.27, the highest out of all our managers. That's, yeah, highest out of all our managers by the looks of that. Yeah, George Graham, highest. But it's amazing how many people forget about George, you know, don't necessarily put George Graham up there, but I don't know. I think it's hard with managers though, isn't it? Because they're judged on really what they actually achieve. Mm. And again, you look at someone like Kenny Jackett, who achieved quite a lot as as Millwall manager, but he's not one that that many people would instantly go to, for me. I just don't think they would. He is my go-to. I think think what we're going to need to do is... Yeah, that is that is very very true. Um, they did get us promoted with fuck all budget and with kids, um, and they done well and got not really much of the um, not much of the claim for it either. Um, so yeah, I sort of agree. A name I wanted to throw out, you mentioned it earlier, and this possibly Ben would be an, a good one to ask as being a sort of similar age. Alan Dunn, mm. who joined us as a boy, had a testimonial, went through, I think Alan Dunn must have played in every position in defence, every position in midfield, um, captain, played in big games. Would you? Would he make legend status? Would, would he be? was number five on my list. Uh, yeah. Who was that? Sorry. Alan Dunn. Yeah, he was number five on my list. You see, Alan Dunn is pretty much like Marmite, isn't he? Um, a lot of people liked him. A lot of people didn't. Um, but you could never really take away his commitment to the to the club, though, could you? I think um, I just think someone like like that again. You talk about loyalty and loyalty in football. Is no, you know, I'm not saying that there was clubs desperately trying to sign Alan Dunn, but he stuck with us. With he 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 forced his way into teams. He must have played under about twelve different managers, and no one ever got rid of yeah. him. There must have been a reason for that. There must have been a reason why he was why he was still around. So yeah, um, Neil Harris was the one who who, who got rid of Dunn, wasn't it? And it's funny they were teammates, wouldn't they? He, you know, he got rid of Dunn and he got rid of Tony Craig, didn't he? And Tony Craig the other day played for Crawley and played his 700th league yeah. game, yeah, which is yeah. immense. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, I agree with Danny there. I mean, Dunn never let us down and always did a job, but is he a legend or is he Hall of Fame? Well, I think I think myself and Ben have, uh, have uh, put him in legend uh Legend status again. It, it, it is a that is opinions, but I grew up watching Alan Dunn. He was he was at the club throughout all the years I was a kid going to going to watch Millwall. So yeah, I think um, I think he is for me personally. See, I agree. I mean, Peck and Poet. I mean, obviously, I don't know if you saw Brian Horn play. Probably with looking at your other comments, you probably did. But I would probably in the you see Brian Horn in his era was our best keeper. Same as in Casey Kellum was our best keeper, as much as in the 70s, Brian King was our best keeper. So, I mean, I think with keepers, it's very, very 
time related. Um, but I'd definitely put, you know, realistically, if you were just if you were to go to top three or maybe top five keepers, then I would I would probably say Brian King, Brian Horn, Casey Keller, Warner, and Ford. I probably wouldn't put Bart in the top five. To be fair, yeah, I wouldn't. Oh, no, Kai would. Far, I think. Yeah, I probably would because I I didn't get to see the others play. I only got. Oh, I never saw. I never saw Fingy. Fucking hell! Don't don't give it like that. I never saw um, Brian King play. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I've interviewed him fucking loads, and I speak to him very very regularly, probably every other day by text to be fair he normally sends me funnies and I send him bits and pieces and how you doing and all that but I think it's different eras yeah um, and and I don't know if it I don't necessarily think the same rule carries over to players as it does to keepers I also um, think as well with that Mick is I think um, I often say this We've been relatively successful for who we are over the last twenty years. If if you if you like for me, since I've been watching Millwall, we made the ninety nine. We made the old Wembley in ninety nine. We yeah. made the FA Cup With final. Wigan. Yeah, we made the FA Cup final. We played in Europe. We've been to Wembley. Well, I mean, Wembley's our second home. We, we're there every other year, it, it seems. We've, we've won at Wembley. I know we've lost as well, but we've won at Wembley. We've yeah. had we've we've had promotions. I know obviously some relegations as well. But if you if you look at Millwall supporters that have been going in in the last thirty years, we've been quite lucky and blessed. Oh. Millwall supporters that have been going for a long time have been going for a long time. We'll say, okay, we got promoted in eighty seven. I think it was, but. They never had the level of success, so players now might be. It might be that they're more favourable because it's been a bit more of a successful club. Yeah, but I don't think there's many players recently what you would put into the legend status as much as you would with the old. But I mean, some of the names what we've missed off: um, Kevin Musker, um, Musker, um, Gary Alexander, Mark Beard. Um, you know, we said Claridge, our all-time top fucking, our all-time um, record-breaking um, score was uh, or the record signing, Paul Goddard. I'm joking, by the way. I don't think he's legend status. Um, but I mean, yeah, um, Len Julian as well. You see, again, they're older players, but I mean. There's quite a few players. You, you suddenly start looking through. Dennis Wise. I would say nearly everyone you've mentioned there, Mick, would be Hall of Fame for me. I loved Gary Alexander. Really did, but I don't think he's a legend. I think he's definitely Hall of Famer. I, I would... I, I mean, I would... There's someone here where you go, hmm. I mean, Phil Walker, I would probably put in the legend purely because he's sadly passed now and he's someone who I think we will always, always um, remember. Um, Sean Williams. Wonderful. Richard Sadler. I mean, you know, Richard Sadler was a great player who unfortunately got injured, wasn't it? So, yeah. If, if Richard Sadler would have stayed fit, he 
he would have gone on to play at a, such a high level. He was a real good forward, but injuries. And on Gary Alexander, had Gary Alexander scored that header against Scunthorpe and got a hat trick at Wembley, yes, he would have. He would have. He would have got his foot over the line, but he didn't. So unfortunately, um, fine lines for Gary. I'm afraid. Mm. I mean, go back to the comments again. Um, blessed is a word. I would use. I don't know what that's relating to, to be fair. Um, I mean, that might have been when I said that we've been blessed over the last 30 oh. years being relatively successful. I mean, oh, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. someone wants to come and tell me how successful Millwall, uh, in a 30-year period, how much more success that we've had, then by all means. But I can't think there'd be many supporters that would have seen quite as much um, as we have. I need to take a screenshot of this and keep this forever because I think it's the only time someone's actually agreed with something I've said. Um, Andy Roberts. Andy Roberts has to be Hall of Fame. If it's the same Andy Roberts I'm thinking of, um, who we interviewed, and he's on he's on some bits and pieces on YouTube where we interviewed him, um, he's a, he is a massive um, West Ham fan. Um and he don't hide it either, so probably not. No, I agree with you there, Chris. I, I probably wouldn't put Wisey um, in legendary status, to be fair. Um, I'd probably put him in the Hall of Fame only because of um, what him and um, Ray Wilkins did with um, getting us to the FA Cup final. But again, you know... Um, so, Mickey, if, if I can, and, and also Ben and Kai... If if I said to you all, a goalkeeper, a defender, a midfielder, and a striker, you have, you can only pick one from each category. Yeah. Ben's pretty much covered with his probably his midfielder and his striker. If you have to pick one from each position, uh, who, who's 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 the who who is the legend? Who, who is your legends in each position? You see, a keeper would be a hard one because. I think it's hard to break. If I only had to pick one of them in the list, what I said, then without meaning to offend anyone, I would probably go Brian Horn. to be fair, purely because of that era of what he, where, what he was and where he, and obviously being in the goal then, um, but I don't, I mean, see, if you look at Brian King, Brian King, when they were there, they were very close to winning promotion in the, what, 72, 73 season um, and missed out. But Brian King, again, different era, different gloves, different, you know, different balls, everything else. So it, it would be hard for me to, to separate between those two. If I was only able to pick one, it would make it very, very hard. Defender. It's probably going to have to be. I, I, I'd probably have to go with Robbo, maybe, or I don't know. In there, I suppose attack would be Neil Harris. Midfield would probably be what fucking Kale or. or um, Jimmy Carr, probably. 
Don't know. Don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, look, he said, my old man's just said he was called the Lion King for a reason, Brian King. A um, lot of people. Um, we're going to be doing a feature on his book if you've um, if you've not already got it yet. So, yeah. Um, Danny says central midfield. Don't know who that is. Don't know what he's relating that to. Let us know what you're relating that to. If it's a particular player, please, Danny. Um, Dave Mine. Hopefully it's not the same Dave Martin we were all taking the piss out of a minute ago. Um, but thanks very much. Yeah, if you do like this and you're enjoying these shows, then please make sure you subscribe. Helps us get out in front of more people and uh, and go. Um, we've got a few comments, gents, so I need to just run through these. Casey Keller is goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, Casey Ryan, Ray Harris. Ford, Robbo, Herlock, Harris. Uh, Casey Keller, Mustat, yeah. Marvin Elliott. Now that Marvin Elliott and Marvin Williams were cracking players at the time and probably deservably Hall of Fame because of what they'd done back then to a degree. But I don't know if Marvin Elliott is legend capabilities, um, if I'm honest. Teddy, maybe. Um, sometimes it's not just about numbers, but the relationships the players had with the fans. Tony Witter, definitely Hall of Fame, if not legend. And Dave Martin says, Teddy. I think, unfortunately for you, Kai, I think we're going to have to do a riot with this and I'll get a Google form made up. Um, And then I think maybe we'll look at you get to pick um, maybe, I think, probably 10 or your top 10 maybe um, and pick one, you know, one from it. You know, you just pick out the list and, and the 10 and then see where people are. Um, yeah, and like then, a, could we do like a, a, a fantasy Millwall five-a-side team? So you got to pick a five-a-side squad of your, of your uh, legends. <laughs> So yeah, so so yeah. Why not? Because we used to play the Legends Five aside, didn't they? The London, yeah, the London Five aside. Put a team forward for that because everyone always goes to strikers or people that scored loads of goals. If you have to pick a balanced five aside team, it might give you a little bit more of an indication on what what players stood out the most in each position. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a good call. We can do that. Um, That's easy enough. We can do that for a Google form. We've had a comment on um, from Robin um, on Twitter, which just said commitment skill is up op- is an optional extra, which I agree with. Um, I think he's. I think he said, "All right, Abdul, um, midfield." Don't know. Um, was Horn? Yeah, it was Brian Horn safe that took us up. So, I mean, the keepers, I think keepers are going to need, I think keepers are going to need their own section. Um, and then maybe your all-time, you know, get people to vote and they're all-time five. So maybe we do a, a five-a-side um, and see if you can work it through there, your best five-a-side, all-time Millwall five-a-side. And then we do a legend sheet with all the players where people can pick their top 10. And then... We we able to then get them into a spreadsheet to see who's picked who, and then we can probably going forward, um, 
on these Sunday night shows, which, you know, we can sort of, we don't necessarily need to do all about the football. We can take them off on tangents like this, where it gets people interactions um, and it creates good conversations. So, um, yeah. Um, I've got no idea, mate. Maybe. I've got no idea. Um, I've got no idea. I don't even know if that's taking the piss now. Sean Devine and Gordon, Gordon Devine. I don't know. I was waiting for some finger there, but no, I don't, I've got no idea, Dave. Uh, maybe. Um, I know an awful lot of people from my time, in case anyone didn't know, I was found on the board. Um, and uh, yeah, I met a lot of people over the years and I know a lot of people um, and unfortunately I'm getting older and fucking more and more senile. So most people I know by face, um, apart from, and I have to say it again, um, really, really sorry to Archie, um, who I met at a bar on the Remembrance game and he spoke to me and I looked at him and I went, I've got no idea who you are, fella. And he went, I was stood next to you last last year at this time on the pitch carrying a fucking reef and you don't know who I am. And I'm like, shit. I do, yeah. Fucking um, your, what's his name? Brown's um, cousin. And I completely didn't know. So, yeah. Uh, I might do, Dave. Um, I might do, mate. Uh, if Omar knows him, he's probably introduced me. Um, at some point, so yeah, we've got another one on Twitter now coming in. Hundred percent effort. We can ex- we can accept a bad game, but not a lack lack of um, commitment. So yeah, there's a few on there. Um, let's just make sure I haven't missed any other comments. Graft and pride, and except no, I, I, I didn't think you meant. Um, yeah, except, yeah, yeah, so I, I read it, what you meant then, even though the spelling was wrong, don't panic about that. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably going to be, so are we looking to make a, that Mill podcast, obviously loads of fans uh, interaction, but we, we're, we're going to look at making a Millwall best five-a-side team, a Millwall... Yeah best 10 keepers or five keepers, top five keepers. And we're looking to create a, a legends list and a, and a hall of fame list. Um, and then see where we go. For. I know the club are promising to do a, a hall of fame and they probably won't pay any attention to our list. Um, but I think it's something what, you know, at some point needs to be done. Cause I think we probably, we seem to forget our ex-players, don't we, as a club? I think so. I think especially those that maybe had a significant impact. Like, I think the comment from the, the fellow who um, said about Tony Witter, I think it was, there'll be a lot of supporters that won't actually know who that is. I mean, I, I, I don't, I'll be honest with you, but people that might have done things not necessarily on the pitch that probably do get, that does get forgotten about because they didn't score 50 goals or something. You see, Derek Posse has got to be up there because when he played, he was fucking phenomenal. Um, Alex Stepney, another 
great keeper. I mean, the list could go up. We could be sitting here for fucking, we could be sitting here for three days on the trot, mate, and 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 still not get, I mean, Mark Bircham, I know he's a QPR boy, but he was still good I think here. That- one other question that perhaps we could ask out to the viewers and or everybody is if you and this is really really difficult but if you had to have one statue outside the den barry kitchener one statue who would who would it go to would it go to kitch because even with him having the, the stand named after him would they go in a different direction Maybe. See, there's a couple of comments here. I mean, uh, I mean, you boys, we'll tick over for another couple of minutes if you want. It's all right if you boys, yeah, unless you need yeah. to run off. Um, five aside, got to have Roger Winter in it. Okay. I'll check on, I'll check on him in a minute when one of you two are talking in a sec. Um, they should name the away end with another legend. You see, that's another show in its thing. Who, what, what would you, who would you call the other end, you know, the, the the North Stand, what would you call it? What, who would you call it, legend-wise? Um, I don't know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who you would... Um... It's got to be Harris. Oh, I was about to say Harris, yeah. It's got to be Harris, surely. Kai's gone. Yeah, no, it's got to shoot off. Yeah, no, I agree. It's probably got to be uh, Harris, I possibly. Know, I don't know. I know people will say Teddy and this, that and the other from a different era. Fine, but Are we going Neil to... Harris. It's just it's coming Neil with Harris. A it's coming no, with a five-a-side already. That's a fucking... That's a good team as well. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to play against Kevin Muscat on a five-a-side pitch, I tell you. I was just thinking exactly I mean, the same. Dave, David, um, if they're your they're your five, who would be your three subs? There is no um, chance that Jimmy makes my five a side team. He <clears> might be Waterboy or something, but there's no way I'm letting him loose on a five a side pitch. Yeah, but I probably wouldn't let him have him. No, I mean Neil Harris um, for the statue. American Roma Rover is um, yeah, it, it's. He's having a better, he's having a laugh already. I think the Fleming end, but yeah, it would never, it would have it, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would like to call it the knobhead stand, but definitely, um, Harris, yeah. Um, yeah, all right, let's put you on the spot then, boys. Who, Ben, we'll start with you. Who would you, who would be? Off the top of your head, and I know you're probably going to do a bit of research in it and come back with a decent side or whatever. But I'm trying um, to scribble it down now. If you are going to ask me my five side team, <laughs> I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was scribbling it down. Not, I was trying to think of a defender because I'm going to play obviously one at the back two and feel one up front. I had Fordy in goal because he was just yeah, he was so big. And Can we just covered. let me just give you a bit of a a caveat here? Got him. We're not saying it's a five side team to play. Right now, right. you can pick the players in their prime yeah. to play. Yeah, so right. if you wanted to pick Brian King to go and goal, then Brian King would be the age he was when he was playing, not, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, late 70s now where <laughs> yeah. it's not yeah. going to work. So we'll just throw that bit yeah, in there right. so you can do. 
So yeah, people like that, obviously, I, I I didn't see. So it's hit. So I'm, I'm going with Fuldy because I think he can cover a fair amount of that five side goal. Okay. I'm still I'm still working on my 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 defender. I've got Timmy in there with. I'm gonna say. Oh, this is a tough one now. I, I, so far, I've got two people. Um, I'll go. Harris, I'd Harris up front, obviously. I'll go because five aside, I play five aside mostly, so five aside is quite fast. In anything, I would go Brian Horn in goal. I would have Teddy Sheridan and Morrison up front. You're two up top. I would have, I'd have two attacking, and then I'd have Jimmy Carter and and Terry Herlock. Because you need someone who don't mind fucking, you know. I am. You ask Omar when you next speak to him. I am pretty much the Terry Herlock of five aside football. Um, I yeah, I don't normally get thrown off the ball and I normally run through people um, like a steam train. I'm Do you know who I'm going to put in there? Go on he in. was mentioned earlier and purely because he is probably one of the better technical players that I've seen at the Den. I'm going to go with Sean Williams because he would be able to pick a pass anywhere on that pitch. Yeah, yeah. Very controversial. Most people are going to say, "What an idiot! What's he doing in there?" But I'm going to put. No, him no. There. Look, it's, it's it would be it would be a team that you want to you want to take forward. So yeah, I mean, and I have no idea who's playing defence still. All right, um, right. Got it, Stephen. Who's who's yours? Um, Just mention Alan Brown. I mean, what do you think on Alan Brown's player there? I don't know if that's for the name of the stand end or um, or statue. I don't know, but yeah, or. Not for me. <laughs> no, nor me, but yeah. E.T. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I was thinking about what you said about if I could pick anybody, but I'm going to go with players that I've seen um, for my five-a-side team. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Denzel in goal. I'll, yeah. I'm actually going to play, I'm going to play Sean Williams at the back because he started yeah. as a centre-half. I'd actually have him at the back. I'm going to go completely against what both of you said because I play a little bit of five-a-side and I think you need some runners. So I'm getting Jimmy Abdu in there to do all of the all of the harrying and chasing and, and, and marking. You see, Omar is my runner. So in the team where we play, if I'm on the same team as Omar, Omar is that is is my light. Well, he's not the runner, but he, he runs about a bit. I mean, I'm all right for chasing people down, but normally I try and... You know, bring my shoulders in. I'll fucking save my energy. I'm a fat cunt, mate. I'm nearly fifty years old. I'm fat, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not running that much nowadays, mate. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go slightly off what I just said, but I'm going all out attack. I'm going Harris and showing them up front. Just yeah. all out goals. Just the two of them up front, just banging in goals for fun. I just and, thought it would be interesting to put um, Sheringham and Morrison, both of them in their prime together, or yeah, you know, they were. You know, they're both goal-hungry bods. I mean, if you look at the goal records, you know, um, Sheringham's in the in the top 10 and um, and Cascarino scored less than 100 goals, I think, for us. So, yeah, you know. Um, oh, right. What's his name? Said he's subs. Okay, fine. While that's um, coming in, 
I would say my subs. I'm an original Bush. Tim Cahill, Paul Robinson, and uh, I'd probably say I'd probably have a striker Morrison as well. Morrison. So someone I'll have as, have as a sub again. No one's going to mention him. But Danny Schofield, wand of a left pen. Yeah. Very very but, underrated. Yeah. What about Huckleberry? Yeah, someone like that I'd have in there. See, that's the thing as well. Lone players. Are there any lone players? What would make legend category? I don't know. I think that's going to be a wider panel discussion. To be fair, but look, well, we've grown on earlier of Harry Kane. Sorry, Mickey, I was going to say, yeah, no, just and of also what he's gone on to do not necessarily with us, but listen, um, there's a load of bits. If you're following us on Instagram, make sure you follow us on Instagram because over the next um, long period of time, um, I've got hold of pretty much near enough every goal we've scored from 87, 88 onwards. Um, and there's something like 1,600 goals or so, I think, that I've got um, all video clips. And if you make sure that you're following our TikTok account or our Instagram, TikTok if you want to see them first, and then they will be going on to Instagram. So make sure you're following us. Um, it's that Millwall pod, really easy, um, across all social media. But... Log into those if you want to have a look at those now, if you're on Instagram or, or TikTok. Um, and also it'll be on our main Facebook page, I think, because that's where the Instagram posts to. Um, we posted today and we're posting, posting some more later and tomorrow. But um, all Harry Kane's goals he scored for us are on there. So um, you can relive, um, you know, Doncaster, Berry, uh, Plymouth, I think, or something. But yeah, there, there's there's quite a few of his goals on there. Um, and then yeah, we we look at who's going. But I've got like uh, Neil Harris's goals, um, Sheridan's goals, uh, Alex Ray, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, there's quite a few uh, goals. What will be coming up? But they will only be going on um, Instagram and uh, and TikTok. So, uh, yeah, get following those if you're not already. Uh, we are the largest unofficial Millwall channel on TikTok um, by a long way. Uh, a lot more likes than Millwall, uh, just not as many followers at the moment. But you can change that by getting in. Same as YouTube. If you are watching us on YouTube, please make sure you press that subscribe button. If you tick the bell, anytime we put videos up, when we put reminders up, stuff like this, other news bits and pieces, you'll be able to uh, check us out. We are obviously on Twitter as well, um, but across all social media is That Mill Podcast or That Mill Pod um, is our account name. And don't forget, we've got the website as well, which is thatmillpodcast.co.uk that Kai and Alex uh, manage and run. Um, that's pretty much it for another uh, night. Thank you very much for joining us for the live. Let's... Um, go from there let me just answer these comments before we um, go anywhere Chris Bound says Anton Otoloski Kaloski is it Otolikowski I think there you go would be in my five aside okay no worries and David tells us your original no I got that from your um, original bush mate so uh 
Yep, I understand that, fellas. No dramas there. Um, these are the, the ones what will forever be in our history, as much as people like to write off that side of Mill history. Um, unfortunately, back in the day, mate, those guys stopped a lot of scarfers getting their fucking heads kicked in. So, um, yeah, um, part of Millwall for me, mate. So, yeah, same as all the other boys. Um Thank you very much, Milner. Thank you very much. Don't know if it's your first time joining us, not seeing you comment before, but please come back next Sunday. Uh, we do this again. Um, we are live from next Sunday. Um, Savage Hall of Fame. Barry Savage, is that? I'll take it. Yeah. Or is it audio? Dave? Dave Savage? Maybe. We'll, we'll come back on that one. So, yeah. Um, that's pretty much it for this. It's been a, a mad week at Millwall. Um, we had a pre-season friendly or post-season, mid-season friendly yesterday, which was a draw. Um, and unfortunately, the company we seem to buy our stock from has gone into administration, which I don't think realistically is anything to do with Millwall. I think as far as we know now, they've honoured um, all the outstanding orders and hopefully they get things um, sorted out. But yeah, I feel sorry for Millwall at the moment on that. I know I know we slagged the club shop off and we have done and everything else for years and years, but, you know, they 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 panned it out to try and make the club shop work and now the company's got bust and all that stock and everything else potentially isn't Millwall's. And we've gone into administration with as many clubs and everything else would look as if they've, you know, they've gone down with... Um, it's going to be a ball lake, especially coming up to Christmas. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. And, you know, I think it's just, I think it's just one of those times at the moment, just, you know, stick with them and, and help them out. And if, you know, if you've been contacted by them regarding orders in, you know, hopefully they'll be able to sort it all out for you. Um, and if you haven't, maybe reach out to Shona or reach out to the club, um, in case they haven't got your details. But, yeah, I think it's going to, you know, administrators are normally always only a few of them doing it. And if they've got 70-plus clubs and lots and lots of creditors to go through, then I can see it being a very painful and um, drawn-out affair, which I wouldn't wish on anyone. So, um, yeah, it's probably the only time um, you'll probably hear me still jump firmly in their corner. Um, but yeah, unfortunately they didn't come out enough with Luton, which I think is a disgrace that we allowed Sky again to change our kickoff time. We're going to be playing Luton on potentially the World Cup final and um, message to Luton, Sky and the police. If England, by whatever miracle, get to the World Cup, all I can say is good fucking luck trying to stop Eight, nine, twelve hundred Millwall fans wanting to go watch England play in a pub in Luton after our game because you basically get what you sow. Do you know what I mean? And you allowed it to be moved. Fucking God help you um, if England get to the final. Uh, personally, I think it will probably be Brazil, France, but hey ho, we uh, we live in a in a way. So yeah, um, right. Quick go through these, quick to you boys, and then we're all done. Um, just so I don't ignore people. 
Um, cheers, guys. Thanks for a good show. Thank you very much for listening and watching. Uh, well, thanks, mate. Second time. Um, great. Hopefully, be a third time next week. Uh, excellent. And we're better than anyone else's channel, to be fair, mate. So, yeah. Uh, no worries. You're a pre- no worries, mate. It's a, it's an honour. Uh, latest good show. Thanks, Chris. Evening all. Billy Pork. Nice. Quick question. That's a good question, Billy. Um, and I'll, I'll leave the final words with you boys. That will be the question to you. And then maybe I'll answer it then. Then we're, we're going, fellas. So, um, Ben, you go first, then you, Steve. The question is, sorry, the question is, if the club, because I'm thinking people are on a podcast listening to this in the morning and they're listening to your answers but won't have a clue what the question is. Uh, quick question. If the club received a decent offer for Fleming in January, would you be okay with him going? I joked on our group um, after putting the article up about Fleming trans- Fleming's transfer saga in the summer. Genuinely, the only way I would let him go is if it was £20 million plus because we would need to go and then strengthen and replace him with probably three or four other players that we're probably not going to be able to pick up another Fleming-like player. So it would have to be 20-plus for me, and that's not an exaggeration. Stephen? Um, I would like the club to show a little bit of backbone um, come uh, the January transfer window. I think uh, everything screams that we're pushing for the top six. And I think that unless it's a mad, mad offer, uh, I'm, I'm potentially thinking even more than 20 on the basis that Fortuna Sittard have a sell-on fee, which means we're going to have to be giving them a percentage of whatever whatever we get. Um, that is an assumption, but I think it would, they'd be stupid not to. Um, I think the club need to back themselves. It happened in the past with Tim. It happened in the past with Morrison that they, they let them go. If you really want to make the top six make a statement, keep him and go all out. So in answer to the question, I wouldn't be happy with the club letting him go. Chris ain't happy. Chris says no fucking way. Uh, Richard Lacey says no Stepney. And um, Peckham Powers says sad news about the shop. It is sad news about the shop because what people don't understand is that when you let someone else run it, the tills, the computer system, the stock, everything, ain't yours no more. So... If you take all that into consideration, I don't know if that is it, but I think that's possibly how it is. Um, I've not spoken to the club about it, but um, but yeah, it, it's got to be a ball lake. Me personally, I think if you want Fleming, then you pay for him. I think that realistically, the only clubs that are going to come into him potentially are going to be a premiership club. And if a premiership's coming in for him, then I'd say anything above 25 million, yes, sell him. Anything... Um, Less than that, fuck it, keep him for another season because, you know, I'm sure that that club we brought him from um, has probably got a 20%, maybe more, sell-on because they knew what he was worth. I mean, if you read the stuff what Richard Cowley did the other last week um, about it um, and other bits and pieces, if you read the the Dutch interview um what was done with Fleming the season before we got him, his club wanted four to five million offers and we didn't we weren't offering that. And then luckily we got him on the on a relegation. He stayed that last year to help fight his team out of relegation. 
and then we got him for 1.7 million or if you listen to the Dutch press then it's two and a half million um, but yeah I think anything less than 25 million would be fucking stupid listen we're that Mill podcast uh, we are unedited uncensored this video is going straight up as it is um, on YouTube so you can see that we don't edit anything and this will be going out as a podcast tomorrow 5.30am if you want to listen back thanks for joining us and we'll be back next week Sunday 9pm Away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.